Welcome everyone to the Polynesian Podcast. Back episode. What episode is this? Thirty-one. We are the Polynesian Podcast. I am Lance Falutongo. Sorry, technical okay. difficulties. My phone's in. This is Forrest Nodelau. <laughs> <laughs> Polynesian Podcast sponsored by. Levasa Island Apparel. If you uh, are in the Modesto or Bay Area, check out the pop-ups or follow Levasa um, on Instagram to uh, follow them around and see what pop-ups are going to be showing up to. They got the breast cancer awareness uh, Levasa tees uh, that are coming out for this month, partnering up with um, some different nonprofits to raise awareness for uh, cancer screening. Shout out to Levasa for that. Did you see uh, some of the new uh, the shirts with the ribbon behind them? Yeah, I like them, man. I like them. Bro, good stuff. Uh, yeah, again, LevasaIslandApparel.com or at Le underscore Vasa at, uh, on Instagram. And check them out and follow them. See what's going on. Forrest, how you doing? Good, man. How's the week? How's the week been for you? It's uh, up and down, but you know, I'll take the ups. If, if they have to come with the downs, I'm, I'm gonna take them. So, you know, I feel it. Yeah. Or I feel, I feel like I spiraled over the last. So I had my birthday last month, like the middle of the month, and then like a week after that, I was just like, "What is going on with the world, bro?" I, I think I just watched too much news. I just need to go outside and just go uh, walk around. Oh yeah, definitely. Get 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 back into a connection with the the uh, nature around you, man. Bro, yeah. No, I don't know what. I still haven't figured out exactly what it is. I'm just trying to, yeah, get back into things. And I know we've had a month of football. Man, man, it. I'm gonna tell you, bro. It was quiet, like. Just across the general NFL landscape, you didn't hear nearly as much chatter. And I think that's no. because the Raiders started the first three weeks without a win. See, but, my, 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 my football month started off kind of rough because I'm also a Notre Dame fan. And, ooh. Yeah, but, you know, they're, 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 they're in stride. So <laughs> they, they found a little groove. Notre Dame's figuring it out. What's what's the name of the new coach? Marcus Freeman. And where is he from? He he was the de- defensive coordinator or something. He was a defensive coordinator. He started out at uh he was a linebacker for Ohio State, the Ohio State. I'm sorry, um, the the Ohio State. He came out. He worked as I think a graduate assistant there. Uh, quickly moved up. Uh, I don't think he was there DC, but he was a uh, positions coach and then. And that was all. This happened all within like two to three years. Moved over to Louisville as a position coach, and then became their defensive coordinator uh, for a year, for a season, and then um, went over to Notre Dame the following season. And then, uh, and what then, was it? Brian Williams. Brian Sorry, Kelly. Brian Kelly. That sellout over here dancing oh. in, in recruits videos. Hey, right. hey, speaking to LSU. <laughs> Trying to speak, uh, what was it? I think he tried to speak like a southern twang, didn't work. Um, weird, but yeah, so Brian <laughs> Kelly left, weird. and I think, uh, it was the the recruits and the current players that kind of pushed Marcus Freeman into that job because Notre Dame, I mean, it's a Notre Dame job that's uh, you can really just throw a rock in any direction that you wanted, and there's like 15 good coaches who are willing to leave a program or to come coach at Notre Dame, but the recruits and the players that were already there put their vote of confidence into Marcus they chose. And, they chose Freeman. Yeah. I mean, they have a video literally the day Freeman was named the coach and he walked into the locker room with the players in there and the, the homecoming he received when he got into the locker room was crazy. Like, he's a young guy too, man. Uh, he might be younger than you, man, to run your age. So, really young nice. guy. I've been thinking about coaching football. I would love to coach football. Draw some X's and O's. 
And I'm just like, Ugh. The annexation of Puerto Rico. Hey, let's do it. We're going to do a crazy twist around, flip back Hail Mary. I feel like I've seen this flea flicker, this like full field flea flicker, like 10 times in the NFL this season, where they run like a sweep and then they throw it backwards to the quarterback on the other side of the hashes and then the yeah. quarterback throws it deep and i'm like why is everybody doing the same thing and i was like because it's a free shot it's a free 50 yard shot it is pretty but much. it's like uh people just realize oh if you're gonna run like a cover two defense or whatever we're gonna take a shot uh versus it do you feel like a i mean I guess we can start as as like a Raider fan, the beginning of the season for you. What's uh just the first three weeks? What week one versus the Chargers, week two versus who did you guys play? Uh, or have you put uh, it behind you? I I put it behind me, but I mean it's I understand fans who kind of panic because um McDaniels and Zeigler came in with a whole bunch of fanfare. They went out, they got Devontae Adams, um, they got Chandler Jones. They they were doing a lot of moving, uh, moving. So the excitement amongst fans are is understandable, and so is the panic. But it's a whole new system. Um, all new coaches. Uh, they they need time to go through the system, and I know it's not mm-hmm. cool to do it during the season. But I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. You need time for the for everything to fall into place for them to gel. Uh, yeah. And it seems like they. Did it in these last two games, which is good. They're finding an identity, which is again, um, what there's the players on the team are still built for what Gruden wanted to run, which is uh, a running attack, which isn't far from what McDaniel's does. He just hasn't been doing it. So I know there's a lot of pressure behind him to perform, and maybe he's maybe trying to perform a little too much instead of just coaching. When With when you all- say. Like uh, you understand the panic. What was the? What is that? Uh, was were the Raider fans? Oh yeah, talking I mean, about changing the coach after the first. Yeah, couple they're, games? They're, they're already calling for like, oh, if McDaniel's loses another game, he's fired. <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 mean, I don't know. And then like everybody, same for Derek Carr. I feel bad for Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, he's to he's to blame for a lot of the stuff because he's the quarterback and. If he's not doing his job, obviously they're not going to be winning. But it's not all his fault. I mean, he can't go out there and tackle people. He can't go out there and cover people. You know what I mean? Right. He's just he one player that does. Him. He can't block for himself. So he gets a lot of flack for things that he has no control of. But I don't think it's time to panic it. Uh, they put out a good win against Denver yesterday. They still have a lot to work to do because there was so much pressure coming off um, – yeah, their old line was getting beat a lot yesterday. But uh, defensively, they looked really good. I know they gave up some throws to to uh, what's their quarterback's name? Russ, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Russ. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's Russell Wilson, so that's gonna happen. But they were able to pull out the win. Uh, they scored their first. Defensive touchdown since I don't know when. I think it's it's like years and years since they've had the defensive touchdown. Three years. So, so there you go. So yeah, thankful for that. Thankful for that. I mean, Robinson, he actually to the play. I, I mean, I see the video you sent me was hilarious because that's exactly what happened. He fell on the play, but Judy decided to come back and let him know that. Oh, you know, yeah, that's that. He was talking spike. That's football. But Amik Robinson went off after that. Yeah. Hey, just, yep. Off. Like, you know what I mean? So. You saw him all over. Yeah, man, you talk about Josh Jacobs carrying the team, 28 carries, 144 yards. The most yards he's had in that finish ever. As well as five catches, 31 yards, and he had two rushing touchdowns with a long of 43. Great game for Josh Jacobs. Yeah. But the one thing that you saw him, that you saw when he was running that, you kind of didn't see like last season was that anytime he ran the ball, he was ready to come back and just like run it again. Like last year, he's he's always ready to play, but you could tell he was also he wasn't a hundred percent 
uh, most of the season. Like, he'd get up, he'd be slow to get up, or he'd have to take plays off. Um, these games that he's played so far, it looks like he's just ready to go anytime. You know, I mean, just if you just hand him the ball. And if you look at the stats from the first game, um, they're actually pretty good for him. They just didn't run him enough. Like, he, he put it, like, I mean, he probably had, like, 54 yards on, like, what, 10 carries, maybe, stuff like that, they, they could, or seven carries. But if they stick behind him, and they got some pretty talented running backs behind him, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zamir Weiss, he still has ways to go. I know people saw him in preseason and were like, why doesn't he just be the starter? We can let go of Josh Jacobs to save money. Well, one, that's preseason. <laughs> I don't think he's yeah. anything against anybody's star defensive players for the whole game. Um, and coaches don't really run their full scheme during preseason. So, sure. yeah, he's still got a lot. But Amir Abdul is pretty good. He's doing good minutes. I think uh, Bolden is probably the only exception because I think what well, I expected a little bit more from Bolden just coming over from um, New England and knowing the system already. So, I think we all thought Josh McDaniels was bringing that Patriot backfield by committee approach yeah, to him. Yeah. And I think Josh Jacobs is like over 70% of the Raiders running he back snaps. It's not, it's not It's not a committee. It's, no, it's not. It's Josh Jacobs, teams. and when he needs a breather, one or two or three other yeah. guys will come in. But it's definitely Josh Jacobs' team. And his, you know, he's getting – 144 rushing yards, get it, boy. 34.5 yeah, no. fantasy points in PPR. And, and I mean, George I still that. lost. Yeah. <laughs> I heard another a lot Raider of fans. Uh, from Raiders fans talking about Josh Jacobs isn't fast. He doesn't have a breakaway speed. But, I mean, how many running backs do you know run 70 yards a game on one play, you know? Yeah. So. Damon Pierce. Damon Pierce did it. You know Damon Pierce, rookie running back for the Houston Texans? Yeah, I feel bad because I was trying to pick him up in fantasy, and I did it because I was like, ah. Bro, there are like three people I was targeting. Kyle Pitts, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Damian Pierce, who have been getting opportunity. No, Kyle Pitts hasn't been getting opportunities. But uh, Pierce and Cooks have been getting opportunities and targets and carries and just not scoring touchdowns or not converting on the – them in the receptions so i was like i was trying to trade for them because i I figured they were going to start scoring soon and both of them all i mean both of them woke up kyle pitts still hasn't bro who has kyle pitts it's hard also for kyle pitts because they're really focused on getting the ball to drake london what yeah so i mean kyle pitts is though he he's i don't know i'm not their coach i'm about to say something like i'm part of the coaching staff I think he should be their primary ball catcher, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, they're they're really going to uh, Jake London these past couple of games. This week, seven okay weeks one through four, seven targets, three targets, eight targets, four targets. Uh, that's not enough for the fourth overall pick from two years ago. Like, right. yeah, I understand you just got Drake London with like the eighth or whatever it was, but so you still you have two top eight picks. A tight end and a wide receiver. Also, I think Kyle Pitts is getting a lot of different defensive looks right now. So, mm, okay. And I know a lot of people are they, they want me to say it, but I'm not going to say it because that's my guy. A lot of people are going to say it. it's because Marcus Mariota is looking for Pitts or can't find him. So, you know what? I'm, Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. I was hoping was that you know Kyle Pitts is such a weapon that defenses know this and key in on him on the game plan and the gameplay. So it's always doubling Kyle Pitts. It's going to open up other guys uh, yeah. like Drake London, what, like Cordero Patterson. I guess we'll go. Patter- yeah, Patterson's out at least four Patterson's games out, yeah. on the in-season injured reserve which list. Cool, which not cool, but it's also, it's going to give Tyler Algiers a chance to uh, to get some playing time. I want to see him play, man. He was so good at BYU. Have you ever heard of Caleb Huntley? He's he's supposed to be the next man up, isn't he? Yeah, so it's either him or um, Tyler Algier yeah, who's going to be the starting running back. I want to see Tyler Algier get a lot because I like him at uh, BYU. So 
for the Falcons running backs, and this is where the I feel like the money is really made in fantasy football. It is finding these in season switches in roles and really oh, sure. capitalizing on them because you're not going to be able to trade for like a top five running back, but you might be able to pick up for free off of the waiver wire somebody that's uh that's going to produce or at least get the opportunities that a running back one gets uh, at least for a couple of weeks or so due to injury. Yeah. Man, speaking of freaking injuries, Tua, man, over here getting misdiagnosed and misevaluated. Um, just last week, in last week's game versus the Bills, Tua, Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungvaluwa, if you don't know already, Gets slammed to the ground. He gets back up, tries to shake it off. Definitely looks like he's like got some cobwebs in his head that he's trying to physically shake off. Uh, tries to run back up to the line of scrimmage, falls, collapses back down onto the ground, tries to pop himself back up. Oh, it's all good. His linemen literally have to hold him and be like, yo, yo, chill, 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 chill. Relax, relax. Uh, diagnosed, uh, well, I don't know, diagnosed, but. Uh, he was looked at for the Dolphins tweeted out Tua has left the game due to a head and neck injury right, right? and, and then later back. they were like ah, ah, just kidding it was just his back and his foot or his ankle or whatever uh, but he's been cleared to come back in he comes back in they're playing the Bills they win last second It's and it's because Tua was there to to get the ball out to Waddle and Hill. Four days later, Thursday night football from just as fast as they're playing the Bengals. Who is Tupo? And why are you slamming <laughs> our someone quarterback? Bro, this is some someone on someone violent crime. That's so cousin, man. <laughs> you easily could have just laid on him and got the same number of sacks, but this guy drives Tupo into the ground. I understand you probably can't hold up at that point, but Tua slams it to the ground on his back, and his head also hits, you know, slams backwards into the ground again. So now he's down on the ground. He does the the fencing where his hands come up to, like, protect him, but he is unconscious. Like, he is knocked out for 12 minutes. Tua was on the field. Like, we, they did the whole, hey, we got an injury on the field. We're going to go to commercial break. And then usually when you come back from the commercial, it's like the uh, pictures or video of the guy. He was carted off during the commercial. He waves to everybody, whatever. They came back from commercial. Dude was still on the ground. There was, the huddle had around him had gotten a little bigger. The players were, like, off to the side or taking a knee. Uh. And the crowd, they were they were in Cincinnati, and the crowd was chanting Tua. You know, yeah, like, as like, they were recording him off. Yeah. That was uh, good for Cincinnati fans. Um, eventually, he gets put on like a board, and then a stretcher, and he is rolled out of there um, and taken yeah, to the, like to the hospital, hospital to get evaluated again. Um, do you think he got a concussion the first time versus the Bills? Oh Man. yeah, because they 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 mm-hmm. said the guy got fired. The doctor that cleared him so made I mean, several mistakes. Also, would be a scapegoat. He wasn't even connected to mm-hmm. the team. He was a outside uh unaffiliated, yeah, unaffiliated with either the even the uh, the the players union. They're the ones that I, I think he worked for, so they're pretty much the people who fired him. Um, he could be just a scapegoat, you know what I mean? Like, if he's, like, uh, someone that's not, that's not affiliated with the team or the NFL or the player team, why is he, why is he evaluating these players? But also, I mean, so I think they there's a bunch of unaffiliated neuro no, sure yeah, consultants. I think they're all 
yeah. like unaffiliated. Not they don't yeah. technically work for the league yeah. or for yeah. the teams. They're just there to look out for the players. Right. But whoever that guy was was like, well, even the NFL and the Players Association were like, oh, changes definitely need to be made. We're gonna make those here shortly. So I think you're already seeing like if ever. I think tonight somebody got hurt and they pulled him out for the rest of the game. Like it's, they're like, we're not playing around anymore. Kind of, you still are, but. Kind of late there. Fuckers led JJ Watt got his heart shocked back into rhythm this week and they let him play. They're like, yeah, go ahead, JJ. He's like, I'm fine, guys. Yeah, he had to tweet it out before like media people were going to tweet it out because. That was fun. I don't. I mean, I I understand that you could play, and he probably did fine anyway. But I don't. I definitely don't think the NFL really is like. Let's make sure none of these guys, you know, are losing days in their lives because they want to go hard right now. Someone tell JJ what to sit down. He's not going to tell himself that. Be a fucking good coach. Go coach your player into relaxing for a little bit. Players like, oh, also have to take a little bit of responsibility for trying to get back into the game or come back early from things. You know, if you don't feel right, you don't feel right. You're just going to end up hurting yourself more. But that's, I mean, yeah, and the show must go on, right? The games are going to continue to be played. And then, you know, that probably Dak Prescott's probably coming back hella fast, talking about coming back next week. Because Cooper Rush hasn't lost a game yet. <laughs> uh, Cooper Rush over here making Cowboy fans feel like he's Dak Prescott. The same way Dak Prescott made I mean, Cowboy fans any, happy, took over for Romo. Cowboys fans out there listening, like Cooper Rush, I can tell you now, is better than Dak and Tony Romo. Those Woo! two points. And you know what? And he's not even that good of a quarterback. So what does that say about Dak and Tony Romo? Oh, well, you're just saying that Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, multiple Pro Bowl time quarterbacks, are not any good. Multiple Pro Bowl. You know what a Pro Bowl is? It's the... Uh, Didn't it make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, exactly. Damn. <laughs> like, hey, man, you were good, but you weren't good enough to go to the Super Bowl. You know what you can go to? The Pro Bowl. <laughs> Hey, seeing Philip Rivers in a nice flower lay until they moved it from Hawaii. Those those were the days. You know, like now hey guys, we got promise. A, they wouldn't even have a game now. They're gonna do it like how they did uh what year in Madden did they come out with the skills challenge in Madden? That's what oh, the football's gonna be now. Well like the the NBA all star game has the skills challenge, right? And the dunk competition and the three point. Yeah, and then they have the game. Because that's a and real all star game. game. Yeah, they actually, I mean, they do turn it into like a dunk runway at the end. That's okay. It's played at the half of the, it's played at the, half of the season when you can't just be like, oh, well, you didn't make the playoffs? Well, come play in this game. No, mm. they celebrate their all-stars at the half of the season. So so the, the NFL is canceling the Pro Bowl and just making it like a, let's see who could, you know, throw the furthest or yeah. run the fastest or do little skills challenges. But even then, people are going to be like, well, I don't want to hurt myself. I'm not going to go all out running a 40. Yeah, I mean, w- not week that it's 20. That. <laughs> I mean, you think they're going to be playing while they're drinking? Yeah, the NFL Pro Bowl is definitely not. It's just a, yeah, it's just like a consolation. Hey, go to Hawaii. I mean, but it's also, you got to take care of your stars, right? Like the NFL tries to make them feel good like look at what you accomplished we couldn't find an award for you because you weren't the best at your position of anything but you know you were pretty good (laughs) you were voting in nah (laughs) (laughs) i'm just messing around me we'll we'll see how that that pro bowl goals goes uh this year hopefully to us freaking back and playing by then man i mean I know he's going to get back in because it's just a concussion, quote-unquote. I think they have Bro, to Bro, people are freaking – their brains are going – like, they're turning into mush. Like, they're dissecting 
diagnosing or like looking at some of these brains that are affected by chronic traumatic whatever CTE is and it's just like it's killing people like the more the more you play football the more you're killing yourself and it's like I kind of feel bad watching football all the time but I'm like hey what if we just make it safer guys can we make it safer so I don't feel so bad watching this every single week multiple times a week and basing like my entire fall and early winter schedule around it great last time I'm gonna take that Thanks no, don't feel bad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know people I that don't watch the NFL anymore because they're just like, well, for whatever reasons, either it be social justice reasons where they feel the NFL blackballed Colin Kaepernick or because the NFL has time and time again shown that they could, re- they have so much money too to be able to like oh, go out sure. and help assist with some of these things and to definitely promote player safety and to affect player safety um, like they can afford the best tests and the best studies and you know the best equipment to learn how much of an impact this physical game has on the people that play it long term short term whatever after before during and they they don't like you'll see some commercials about it about safety or about social justice or about you know being a good dad or the family whatever like sponsored by the NFL. And he's like, this is the best you could do is a commercial on your network. Why don't you go show this to other people? He's just like, uh, I mean, the NFL cares program is conducted so that you think we care. It's like, Oh no, but that's just, I feel like this, that's also like the cynical side that I'm going through. I just need to No, it's good. It's good. This is for a good cause. This is affecting positive, good change. People are learning and being educated about the safety uh, and the dangers of football. Um, wow. I mean, they do, they do have those new um, covers for your helmet now, the padding. That you're required to use it during um, training, mm-hmm. so, which is funny because you're required to use it during training, but you don't have to use it during game time. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was weird too. They said that in training, uh, you're more likely to get injured just because uh, the you're doing more reps. Uh, and in foot, in like actual games, you're not on the field half the time. You're not actually like coming down on people hard, but in practice, you're like lining up every play, going hard. Um. Well, okay. But you would think in the you would think in the game, yeah, you would think in the game you're going hella hard, so you're gonna eventually crash into somebody and hurt your head. Yeah. But studies show, <laughs> apparently, uh, that's more likely tight ends receivers get hurt in practice. In in school, this would be a um, part of the shit. I would have been like, well, that's why I don't study. This, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this looks like bad information. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb. Oh, I never draft Nick Chubb in fantasy football. Do you know why? Like he, yeah, twenty points he, every game. You don't see it. Like you look at Nick Chubb, and he doesn't make those. Like he'll have like a a, a run that's like fifty yards, a seventy yard run every now and then, maybe. Mm. But he doesn't do like like Jonathan Taylor. You know what I mean? He's a He's uh, what did they say in sports? Games? He's a sexy name because because it's the way he runs. You know what I mean? The way he gets points. Mm-hmm. And you look at Nick Chubb, and he's just a kind of a grinded out, um, like construction type, construction worker type player. You know what I mean? Just having the ball and then he run. So that, not too many that, people. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, Josh Jacobs this year was reminding me of. The like, just plot away. Let me get my yards. Yeah. But he turned, you know, 24 carries into 144 or 28. That's a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Nick Chubbs but is really just, good. Similar to that not sexiness, Josh Jacobs yeah, and Nick Chubbs definitely yeah, producing yeah. at a high level and probably would have taken a little later than some of the other names. Definitely right. than those top three, top five, you know, um, 
Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor. Damn, who went three? Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Austin. Dalvin Cook. George Josh Jacobs was what? I don't. Know. I'm gonna look when he was uh when he was drafted in our. I I I don't know why Alvin Kamara keeps getting drafted that high. Alvin Kamara, yeah. bro. Alvin Kamara went over to England uh yesterday and did not play. Six thirty yeah. in the morning. <laughs> okay. Did anybody leave him in? Did you see anybody that left him in? I hope not. Uh, give me top three reasons the Raiders are going to win next week versus the Chiefs. Tell me some good things. Top three, uh, because I think they've. Oh, I'm gonna say this. It's gonna just shoot me in the face, but I believe that they found their identity running behind Josh Jacobs. But I nice. also think they might want to get um, uh, yeah, want might want to get the other um, running back some consistent time. Like, but if Josh Jacobs is hot, then Josh Jacobs is hot. You, you don't want to take the ball away from someone who's running like that during mm-hmm. the game. But I do think that they they do have the backs that they can run uh, backfield by committee with really well. So we'll see. I also think uh, – I think that's the – the second reason is I think that's going to be Devontae Adams' showcase game because everybody's going to be watching that game. And this I think, one, it's going to be Monday night. Yeah, see, it's a Monday night game. Monday it's night football. One the in in ticket sales, a Raiders game is the most hot ticket right now in the NFL. Uh, right. So that's gonna make it. Uh, Devontae Adams is just gonna. There's just gonna be a lot of people watching. I think Devontae Adams knows that there's gonna be a lot of people watching, and with all the uh, hoopla that uh, he came in with, I think that would be the perfect game for him to break out. Um. And I also think the defense has finally found an identity. And that's the biggest thing for them. I mean, the O-line right now is who's just – that's a really big concern, I think, because they haven't found uh, – my number one reason the O-line is scary because they there's no stability. I mean, Dylan Parhando is probably making a really big case for him to stay on as the starting center or guard. doesn't matter where they play him. Um, the Munford kid, he's doing really well, but he's also very inconsistent out there, which is scary. But he's doing really well for a rookie. Um, I think the yeah. the Chiefs' wide receivers don't seem super crazy, scary like when they had Tyreek. Now they got Marquez Valdez Scanling, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, Brian By- Byron Pringle. I think the uh, you just got to focus on Travis Kelsey. Oh yeah, Hardman. They got wheels definitely, but they do. They, they do. They haven't been doing the same stretch it down bomb. The they, they got Sky. Um, Sky Moore. Yeah, I mean, nice. I'm pretty sure he he looked pretty good in the preseason. So they got guys, but like, but again, you're gonna want to go to the guy that's been helping you win, uh, and has the the connection with uh, Mahomes. It's gonna be Kelsey, just like he yeah. did in last night's game. He was finding Kelsey early, so. So yeah. what are you, what is like the linebacker situation or the safety situation versus Kelsey for the Raiders? You guys That's, set? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Mayrake is back, so I'm not too uh, worried about his side. But um, Jonathan Abrams is always going to be a liability in coverage just because he came into the league um, without that skill. So, I mean, I know you can still teach guys – I think the cornerback's learning curve is different, kind of like quarterbacks. Like, uh, once you come into the league, you're going to know what you know. And just there's a bunch of little stuff that you're going to be able to learn. But if you've been playing those positions for a long time, by the time you get into the league, I don't know how much you can really learn uh, while you're in the league in those positions, except for, like, the little tricks that veterans do. So, uh, Jonathan Abrams had his time to learn some of this stuff as a safety. Wow. He's a really good box safety. I'll, I'll give him that. Well, so with the scheme, hopefully Patrick Graham, Graham can, you know, um, draw something up that'll contain um, mm-hmm. Kelsey for at least part of the game. But he's such a talented player that you expect him to get his catches, you know. 
So Yo, I, yeah, and he like I don't know what it is about the way he catches the ball, but he's just like more successful at catching the ball. Like other people like poke at the ball or something. The ball just finds its way no, to Travis yeah, Kelsey's yeah. hands and stays stuck in there. He plucks him out of the air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, other guys wait for the ball to just kind of like like you said, like they kind of just gravitates towards his hand, but he'll go up and grab that ball and it's his ball. You know it's his you're like, oh yeah. yeah. So Kittle Kittles is, is like that, mm. but the injuries have really taken a toll on Kittle. Uh I still like Kittle. Um yeah, Kittle today had like two catches. His first game of the season, so he was four, four targets, two catches, twenty-four yards for George Kittle. Um, as the Niners beat the Rams in San Francisco, twenty-four to nine. Jimmy G leading the way, who had a hundred rating, uh, passer rating. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. eighteen carries, seventy-four yards and a touchdown. Debo Samuel six catches, one hundred fifteen yards and a touchdown, including a long-ass fifty-seven-yard weave and bob all the way down the field. It's good to see the the Niners getting back into their uh, their offensive flow. But one of the one of the touchdowns was a pick six on one of these Rams wide receiver screens. Yeah, throw that tee up, boy. Um, he. He's lined up in the slot versus Tyler Higby, and Higby goes towards the outside corner to block that corner who's matched up on Cooper Cup. Matt Stafford is throwing to the right to the far sideline to Cooper Cup, and Hafunga just cuts down and tips the ball backwards and then catches it on the run and heads to the end zone uh, yeah. for a pick six. Big play by the safety from... The Trojans of USC. USC Trojans fight on. Oh, with the number six ranked. <laughs> Bro, yeah. it's weird. Yo, the Trojans being favored to win games outside of their division, not conference, because like we weren't favored to win. I don't, I don't versus, even know like, if they Stanford. could be called Trojans anymore. I think they like what is it? I see, I heard someone call them the USC uh, mercenaries. Is that what they were called? The mercenaries. <laughs> I don't know half of the team. <laughs> Seriously, all the wide receivers transfer portaled in. The the quarterback did. The running back came from Oregon. These the guys coach came did. From, the <laughs> coach. Did, the whole team transfer portaled in, and I'm liking the initial results. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're a Trojans fan, yeah, I, I had to I feel like we we stayed in for a long time, and you know this is just. This is uh, rewarding some of that long-standing faithfulness and having to watch John David Booty to Jackson Dart. And now we have, like, a quarterback see, that Is it his son that's playing or his nephew? Have you seen it? Who? I think it's John David Booty. I think it's his son or his nephew or something like that. He's playing, I, I think, think is, it, is he in college or high school? But his name is General Booty. General Booty? A one of the best General, names. Booty. General Booty, major pain. Major pain. <laughs> yeah, uh, USC continue to fight on. They got uh, a bunch of people out. Five teams in front of them: Alabama, Georgia, um, Ohio State, Clemson, I see, Michigan. Chargers. I see Chargers got their win, man. Yeah, let's talk about the Chargers real quick. Justin Herbert playing injured, still trying to figure out that rib cartilage injury. Uh, and how that. how to play through it. What, I thought that was what? just people adding to the myth of Justin Herbert. No, this <laughs> fool is like he is his volume at the line of scrimmage is way down. Like he's not trying to use his diaphragm. No, he is sure. just like guys, we're gonna run an audible. But like before, it was like bark, bark, yo, we're gonna do this, 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 that, and. Even on when he's rolling out to like scramble or scoot a little bit, it's definitely a lot more vertical. His upper body is just kind of like putting along, hut, 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 hut. Uh, and he's not really taking those strides or really pumping his arms because I think it hurts. But then you see him make these throws that are like bombs. These are like 50-yard full core arm, full body throws. 
Uh, but that's that brings me back to like the JJ Watt or the two of the stuff. It's like, you know, this kid is hurt, and the things, the way he plays, and the things he does on the right. field are going to further injure him, or if not further injure him, hinder his recovery back to full health. But you're not going to say anything because the player, the player is like, oh, I got to be tough. You know, I, I'm a leader on this team. I got to show him what, you know, how you know, motivate the guys, whatever. But it's like, I'd rather not have Justin Herbert this year and have him for 10 years after than for him to get freaking speared in week nine and he's, you know, never the same quarterback again. And but, I know, but, but as fans, like, I mean, you, we, 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 not too many fans, I mean, but we care about stuff like that. But because a team has put so much money into their investment, I don't think they're willing to sit him for a year. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know I mean, this this would be the cheapest year to do it because I think yeah, this is his last year before we extend him. Because we've already we're already going to pick up his fifth year. Well, pick up his fifth year option, but I think before we even do that, we're going to re-sign him to a big deal uh, long term. But it's you know Justin Herbert's out here, you know, being tough, and he knows that you know broken rib Justin Herbert is better than full health Chase Daniel and <laughs> oh Chase Daniel you look Chase good Daniels, holding his clipboard bro if, if you're Chase listening Daniels. to this or if you listen to this ever Chase Daniels yeah you live your life on the sideline man make that money <laughs> bro cat keep getting them checks keep getting them checks you look really good holding that clipboard that beard stays perfectly manicured you know not a beard hair out of place with the OG <laughs> Mizzou's Chase Daniel. Um, yeah, I, I hope Justin Herbert is okay. That game, uh, we went to Houston and got a win uh, versus Davis Mills and uh, Lovey Smith's Texans. We did give up a lot of ground to the rookie, Damian Pierce, who had a 75-yard touchdown. Uh, he finished with like 131 yards. Hit a career day. As often is the case for, you know, anyone versus the Chargers defense. It's like, oh, if you're playing fantasy and you want to trade somebody and they play the Chargers, do it after they play the Chargers because they're going to look so good. Like, this would be the time to trade Damon Pierce, 131 yards and a touchdown. He's probably not going to do that again, you know, recently or, you know, soon. I feel like the same way for Josh Jacobs. He just popped for 30 points. Sell him. To me, no, actually, Chelsea. yeah, that, that's that's what I was gonna say. Don't sell Josh Jacobs; he might be a league winner. But I'm definitely tar- I'm definitely gonna be targeting uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I don't, nothing really big to report. I mean, Austin Eckler had three touchdowns, uh, two on the ground, one through the air. Uh, that was good to see, but I feel like it was you know a game we had to have, especially after losing by 28 to the Jaguars last week. The Chargers really needed a kind of turn the page on that and get a big win, which they did. We were up 20, you know, going into halftime and then kind of took a break in the third quarter, but closed out enough in the fourth. I ah, I like it. I was happy. I was definitely happy we got a win. Uh, that it was against Houston, it was, but in Houston, so that's good. So, I don't know. Chargers 2-2, two and two, Raiders 1-3, and three, going up against the Chiefs, who are, what, 3-2-2? and two and two? Three yeah, and one. Two. Did they? Did they? No, they. They. They beat the uh, the Bucks. Yeah. Chiefs are three and one. Yes. So like, I, and you know the the Broncos getting their shit together at some point. I think the AFC West is still going to be like the most entertaining, but the most entertaining division in the NFL. Just like each team has its. Uh, big players and big play capability, but I think we're going to beat each other up too much to get four teams in the, into the playoffs. Yeah, maybe even yeah. three teams is too much. It might just be, uh, you know, the division champion in a wild card, but that's just going to make it more exciting down the stretch. You know, yeah. there's going to be less less opportunity to get into the playoffs, and we're going to be scrapping at each other the whole time. It's a 37% chance Raider win. In Kansas City next Monday night. I'll take it. 
I'll take that bitch. Minus seven. 51 over under. 51 is the over under, and it's minus seven for the Chiefs. Damn. Okay. That's a that's lightweight disrespectful. A full touchdown? Get the fuck out of here. Anyways. <laughs> football season is upon us. We will continue uh, to watch football and talk football. We'll have a. Uh, uh, hopefully, we can find some. Some other guys that are fans and uh, watchers of other teams to come and dissect their teams. And if you want to hop on, uh, DM us at uh, Balinesian on Instagram or uh, email us if you have any questions or want any shout outs on the Balinesian at gmail.com. Shout outs. Hmm. Uh, shout out to Eron. He did an event um, over the weekend. Nice. Um, and collaborated with some people in San Francisco who uh, held an event to, I think it was basically to, uh, you know what the event was about? Say again? You know what the event was about that you guys went to out there? Uh, the Capacitor 2. Um, yeah. That's the SCDC, Samoan Community Development Center um, in San, in San Francisco. Francisco. Had a community like outreach um, survey or questionnaire where they went out to uh, members of the Pacific Islander community in the Bay and you know asked questions. Uh, did a needs assessment like, hey, right. what is what is your situation? What do you need to make your uh, situation better? How can we help provide? Because it's like uh, like you right said, it's it's one thing to want to help and to actually go out and and put something together, but it's totally different if uh, you're doing that just based off what you think people need instead of, yeah. you know, going to people and asking them actually, hey, yeah. would you like some input in how we're going to help your life? Or, yeah. Um, so that has been put out recently. Uh, that that whole presentation, like the project has been uh, analyzed and now they're uh, putting there's yeah they're sharing the information to people so that people have the information to go out and right. better help and assist uh, others in their community which is right. super dope let's let's do a lot more you know finding out information so that we can use it for uh positive stuff like that yeah so yeah shout yeah. out to uh yeah. to the two danny boy uh SEDC, um and everybody that put that together. Anybody else? Uh, no, wait, shout out to us. You get, are, are you getting new tattoos? I am. Where you, where who, who's your tattoo artist? I have two. Uh oh yeah. Get time to shout them out. Uh I got two. My brother in law actually, uh Elite Evo Fushi. He's down at uh Paco Pong's tattoo out uh towards the I think they're in federal way. Uh but they're on IG. So if you're looking to get tatted, you're out there in that area, like further away, uh, Tacoma, Seattle, anywhere around there, uh, Paco Polynesian Tattoo, um, and Elite Eval Fushi. He works at the shop. He goes by Elite's Inc. on uh, at Elite's Inc. on IG. Uh, also, um, one of my guys from American Samoa, he's family too, uh, Tini. And he's on, uh, he's at Local Roots Tattooing. I think they're in, they just moved to a new place. Uh, nice. But they're also, you can find them on IG. Uh, and then you can hit up Teeny at Teeny Needles on IG. Uh, great, 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 great artist. Great artist. Uh, and while we're at it, shouting out these great artists, uh, shout out uh, Josh Filoni too. Uh, I think yep. he's actually yep. on his way to Vegas. I see nice. him post that he's about to go out to Vegas and and, and uh, put in some work. So, yeah, you can find him on Instagram as well, uh, Filoy Inc. Um, Filoy Inc. Booking on Instagram. Check his work out. Check all, all three artists Josh. at Lee's Inc., at Tini Needles, um, at Filoy Inc. Yeah, these, these guys are amazing you want to get some ink done so i'm hoping to go down there um probably on sunday and 
get some work done on my right leg. So hey. it's, a, it's a little bear. So you gotta, you gotta fix that. Yeah, I must. My my mom said I can get it this time. So hey. <laughs> my mom said it's cool. So you know what? I'm gonna get another one. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be able to get this tattoo without this feeling of dread the whole time. Right, I won't have to wear sweats every day I go to see my mom. Nice, Um, man! Shout out to uh, shout out to you. Appreciate you coming on. Always uh, chopping it up. Uh, Shout out to shoot, bro. Shout out to uh, brother Eri. Uh, Once again, LivasaIslandApparel dot com using the uh, the the shirts they have this this special uh, breast cancer awareness shirts. Breast cancer, Levasa breast cancer awareness T-shirt, and uh, help him. You know, he he, his heart is always in the right place, and he's really mm-hmm. right now just trying to help other people, help organizations that need uh, help with uh, anything, really donations, um, collaborations to do stuff for for their organizations. And he mm-hmm. was uh, fortunate enough to find an organization who wants to collaborate with them or with him and Levasa. So. Yeah. And their uh his post today was also talking about um screenings and to get you know f- find the resources to go and get a pre-screening for cancer or any other right. um health issues. Uh an early screening is really the best way to be able to assess and to to deal with cancer uh any type of medical issue like that. So Definitely, if you're able to and and have the resources, go out, uh, get yourself checked out. Health, mental health, physical health, um, all very important. And something that we definitely need to keep a better track, you know, actually pay attention to and take care of, not just like talk about it and then actually ignore. So, yeah, let's let's push that. (laughs) Go, Go get yourself some help. Man, also shout out to uh, the Emerald Perspective uh, podcast. I uh, was able to go on there and talk to uh, Mike Fiso um, and just chop it up. They're doing a uh, new season, new guests. So if you want to be a guest uh, or sign up to be a guest, uh, definitely check out Emerald Perspective 12 um, on Instagram uh, or hit up Fiso Osif on Instagram. Uh, Check it and, out. It was, a, it, was, it was a funny interview, man. Lance was on there. It was, it was a really good interview. So, all right, so that's good stuff. It. We're talking about weed for like half the time. <laughs> 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 it's like, yes, that was good stuff. Yeah, shout out to Mike. Um, and yeah, to everybody else uh, for listening. Appreciate you guys tuning in for our first football episode, episode thirty-one, and uh, definitely going to be. Setting up more of these. I'm thinking after Thursday night football. Do you have Amazon Prime? I don't, but you know what? The bar that I work at, they bought that specifically to show the game on Thursday. Oh, oh, just to have the games to show? Nice. Yeah. Smart. Get that uh yeah, get that password and log in. <laughs> right, exactly. I should have tried to say, hey, uh, can I log in for you? Can I do it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh it said you logged into a bunch of different stuff. It's like, nah, that's, that's just, don't worry about that's that. That's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That is our show. Uh, yeah, man. Appreciate you. And Appreciate everybody you. else for yeah. tuning in. Stay balling. Stay blessed. Love and light. Peace. Peace. Today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com.